Welcome to Crystal Clear Finances, where we understand that finances can be confusing, but you don't have to face it alone and you can have confidence for every financial decision. My name is Crystal Langdon, certified financial planner, honored to be the owner of Crystal Clear Finances and a fiduciary to all of my clientele here. And I'm excited because today I am joined by Sean Morgan from Eventide Asset Management. Now, for those of you who are listening, I know you've probably recognized that name because you're right. He's done webinars with us before. He's been talking with us before. And I'm excited, though, that this is his first time that he's actually going to be on our radio program. So let me give you a little bit of background. Sean serves as the manager of investment marketing for Eventide. He's responsible for developing strategy and supporting content creation for investments marketing at Eventide. So, Sean, it's great to see you again. And welcome to the Crystal Clear Finances radio program. Thanks, Crystal. Glad to be here. Well, Sean, one of our goals for today is to help all of our listeners, because we have 17 different radio towers. We have listeners from over the past 25 years. They're such a wonderful listening audience. And we have our YouTube channels. So we have a whole bunch of followers there as well, subscribers, I should say. And the whole goal for today's program is to help each and every one of our listeners and our viewers understand that we can have kingdom impact in practical ways that most people don't even realize. Many times they think, I got to go to Africa and then I'll make some difference, but that's not true. We can have it right now. And so what we've done is we're spending this entire month being able to focus on practical ways that we can be involved. For instance, just a couple of weeks ago, Sean, we had Ron Blue, who was a guest on our radio program, same as you and I doing it via Zoom. And he was able to show that by one man's obedience to the call of God on his life to say, huh, maybe I should check out this biblically based investing. He was able to create impact now literally for thousands of faith based financial planners, which you and I both know that means it's going to be multi thousands of clients that are impacted. And pretty soon we're going to have Rob West, who is the new leader of Kingdom Advisors. He'll be leading the charge and talking with us. But today, Sean, I wanted you to be here. I wanted our listeners to interact with you so that they could understand, okay, we see men who have gone before us, who showed us biblically-based investing, but how does values-based investing work? Because a lot of people will wake up in the morning, they'll pray for God's will to be done in their life, and before you know it, they go to work and invest in 401ks in things they shouldn't be investing in that don't align with their values, and Sean, they don't even know that. So let's kind of dive in. So let's start this conversation. And let's start by asking, first of all, who is even Eventide? Uh, great question, Crystal. <laughs> and again, thanks for having me on. I, I think to understand Eventide, and this is uh, true of any, any sort of company, understanding why they were originally founded and understanding the founding story is kind of crucial to understand uh, even what they're doing now if they've stayed on mission. So Eventide, it's interesting to go back and say, why did Eventide start in the first place? And it was because our, our founders were um, just with a, a little bit of uh, extra money they had, were looking to invest. And as they were looking to invest, like the easiest way for an individual to invest is to invest in mutual funds. And so they were looking at these different mutual funds. And beneath the surface, they were looking at some of the companies that these mutual funds had. And they're like, well, 
I don't think I would invest in these as an individual investor, like that I would seek out this company. Um, I just don't know if they're actually truly adding value to society in a way that I would want to profit off of what they're doing. There are plenty of other companies that I would look at and say, I do want to invest this way. And I want to invest in these companies because I actually think they're providing a valuable product or service to society. And they had this link between ownership of whenever I'm an investor, I'm an owner of a company and therefore mm. receiving the rights to future profits and earnings and uh, growth of the stock saying, what is that, those profits and earnings and the growth, what is that perpetuated by? And looking at the actual product and service of that business. And so that's why Eventide started was, hey, how do we intentionally invest in companies that we believe are growing to a flourishing economy that causes uh, human flourishing uh, for our neighbors and society more broadly? So that was the, the heart of Eventide. And we have a quote from our, our CEO, Rob and John. He says, um, you know, we started Eventide by asking, how do we love our neighbors through the way that we invest? And we've just never stopped asking that question. And so that's what drives us today. And I love that because how, say that one more time. How do we love our neighbors? Finish that quote again. How do we love our neighbors through the way that we invest? Mm. And I, I know that many individuals I talk to have probably never even considered that question, Sean. We look at investments strictly as what is the rate of return that I'm going to get on that rather than the impact that I'm going to have with what I'm doing with my investments. And I have seen if you look through the biblically based faith-based financial planning world, that it's individuals just like the owner of Eventide who launched it, who said they have that come to Jesus moment where they look at what they have and they say, ooh, I'm kind of embarrassed. This is what I own. I need to start working with companies that I can be proud to own, companies that I know are actually intentionally doing good and aligned with my values. So I want to talk about that a little bit more. Now that we know where Eventide is, and that what steers the course for them. We want to talk a little bit about, okay, so how do they actually, in a practical way, come alongside? What role do they play for faith-based investors? So it's really interesting. Uh, the investment landscape over the last, uh, let's call it 50 years, has become increasingly complex uh, but through the complexity, it's invited a lot of accessibility to a lot more people are now able to invest that maybe weren't able to 50 years ago. And so I, I'd say even 100 years ago, looking back, uh, investing was a privilege for the very few and elite. There were, there were only a mm -hmm. few amount of people that had the amount of capital and uh, to be able to put that into an endeavor that they believe would be profitable for them in the future. And so through a lot of the different products and through the way that we've kind of structured our investment landscape now, we invite a lot of accessibility to where uh, we have you know, millions of people now within the, the country of all socioeconomic statuses being able to invest in a very profitable economy. So that is right. all very good. However, with that complexity comes this uh, becomes this loss of purpose of the of of investing. And so, if you think about it, most investors are connected to their investments through a portfolio that's put together by their financial advisor. That financial advisor is picking out many different funds from asset managers. Mm -hmm. Those asset managers are putting together those funds by picking together many different stocks from the stock market. And right. so you forget at, at the end of one side of that chain, I call that the investment chain. Mm -hmm. at, the, at one side, you have the individual investors that through many links are actually linked to actual companies. 
And right. we, forget, we forget about that. And so that complexity uh, causes us to maybe um, sidestep our responsibility of, well, what does it mean to even invest in the first place? And so mm. for a lot of uh, what I would say, like faith-based investors that mm. really are intentional about implementing their values into every aspect of their lives, the way that they uh, raise their kids, the type of spouse mm. that they want to be, the type of friend that they want to be, how they uh, conduct themselves at their jobs, even the type of work that they do, all of those things are usually dictated by a set of values or guided mm -hmm. by a set of values. And they want to live consistently in their lives with these set of values. And so as they approach investing, um, it's almost it, historically, it's been a spot that, well, I, I don't even know how to uh, kind of uh, apply my values to the way that we, we invest. Uh, so it's important that on the different links of that chain that link the, the investor to the companies that they're invested in, mm -hmm. that each link of that chain um, is intentional as far as, hey, are, are, are these people aligned with my values so that my capital, my dormant money that would be sitting in a mm -hmm. savings account that I'm now putting to use in providing it to a company so that they can then produce a product or service I want to make sure that how that money is being used is actually going to companies that I think are doing good for society. And, and I'll make this clear. It's not antithetical to, um, uh, to also seeking a return on investment. And so mm -hmm. this is actually maybe more at the heart of what investing truly is, rather than trying to inject values into an area that it doesn't belong. I think values actually belong here you know, all, all along. And maybe the, the complexity has caused us to, to disconnect uh, values from the way that we invest. Mm -hmm. And I think you made a great point there too, Sean, when you said about a lot of times investors say, I just don't understand how to be involved in this. And what really happens, what I see as a financial advisor when I'm sitting with a client is because finances look so confusing, because investing seems so overwhelming, they just leave it to the financial advisors to go pick what they should be invested in. And they give up some of the power or some of the responsibility of saying, you know what, I do have a choice. And one of the things that I do like is that there's actually a list that we can go through with our clients that says, you know, how do you feel about investing in this area, one after another? And it's not a condemning right or wrong. It's just help us understand what you believe so that not only is it reflected, yes, like you said, in how you raise your kids and everything else you do, but it's equally as represented in your investments. And I love that spreadsheet that we use because it's areas I find, Sean, that sometimes people just don't even think of it. They're like, well, of course I would never want to invest that. And then when we run their current investments through a screener, then they become alarmed as far as, ooh, I didn't realize that's what I had. So I love what we said about, you know, giving the investors the opportunity to see you have the responsibility, you have the power, and you can invest in quality companies. And there's ways to screen for it. So that's great. Right. Now, let's talk a little bit. So we know the responsibility of the investor. And actually, we'll talk in a moment that we're having an upcoming The Power of Investing webinar that we're going to do that literally focuses on what is the role of an investor? Because I think sometimes they think their role is to just get the rate of return. <laughs> but that's so much more, as you and I are discussing right now, the, the role and responsibility of an investor is very high. But I also would like to say there is a role and responsibility that financial advisors need to have. And this is very concerning. I think that there are many faith-based financial advisors 
they just don't understand this. And that's the part where it's not that they're choosing to turn a blind eye in many cases. It's just they don't realize that we have more options that we did 20 years ago when it comes to faith-based investing for biblical responsible investing. So Sean, what are you seeing at Eventide that you personally, because I know I've benefited from it, doing with faith-based advisors to help them understand what's available and to help them reach their clients so that everyone has the opportunity to do good? So there, there's a few different areas because you, you hit it exactly right. Uh, financial advisors, um, and I, I've met with many financial advisors, and every one of them are wanting to uh, treat their clients well and meet their goals. Mm-hmm. And um, these uh, have a very, uh, very virtuous responsibility to their clients to say, I'm acting as a fiduciary in the best interest of my clients. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's our relationship. Now, as a part of that, um, we're now exposing and saying, hey, you know, the way that you invest your client's money is a part of that fiduciary responsibility, not just in meeting um, time horizons and risk tolerance, but also uh, aligning it and saying, hey, well, what, what types of things do you want to invest in? Mm-hmm. You know, are those in your client's best interest also? And so I think uh, so us coming alongside financial advisors and saying, this is how we want to help you. Uh, One of those ways is uh, through education. Just, hey, broadly speaking, this is an area that a lot of people uh, haven't explored, and uh, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of education on it. And so putting out uh, white papers and uh, educational resources, uh, even smaller brochures that explain uh, concepts uh, in, in very bite-sized ways in, in videos. So we've been very intentional about creating some of that content, but also coming along financial advisors and saying, well, we want to help you communicate this to your clients and uh, provide some examples here. And uh, so we, we've designed uh, three different webinars for, uh, for advisors to meet with, the, with their clients. And you've participated in these, and these are, you've been very faithful saying, hey, I want to, I want to offer these to my clients because exactly. I think they're beneficial. And so we have three. One of them is the Timeless Truths for Investing. And this is really just a zoomed out version of, hey, this is how we need to understand investing uh, more broadly. And so especially in times that we experience more volatility, some of these time, uh, some of these principles, we say if we zoom out and remember these timeless principles, it helps us stay the course in, in some of these more tumultuous times. Then we have a, a webinar, it's called the Three Dimensions of Values-Based Investing. And so this actually puts in a very practical sense, well, how do we apply our values in our investment strategy? And so mm-hmm. we, we talk about uh, the elements of avoid, embrace, and engage. Uh, so avoiding companies that you believe are providing harm or, or perpetuating harm, embracing companies that are providing blessing. And uh, that can be in uh, a lot of times whenever I say that, people think uh, just a very, very particular industry um, that's doing something right. remarkable. But these can also be like waste management companies or utility companies mm-hmm. that, that we rely on every day. So those types of companies that you invest, uh, that you embrace in your investment portfolio. Mm-hmm. And then the engagement piece, like there are many companies that uh, that original concept that we talked about, whenever you're an investor in a company, you're an owner in a company. 
And so as mm-hmm. an owner, you actually have this ability to speak with the companies and speak with the company's management teams on how they're operating and um, really pursuing their, their business interests. And uh, you have an opportunity as an investor to, to engage with them. So that's the second webinar is those three dimensions. And then the third webinar is actually, it's, it's great. And this is the one that you have coming up, the power of yes. investing to, to change the world. And so we take a look historically at how investing, just the movement of capital from where it lies mm-hmm. dormant, where it's not being used, and injecting it into a certain endeavor, how that has changed our world in remarkable ways. And so mm-hmm. I, and on that basic level, it reminds investors the important role that they play um, with their 401ks or their IRAs, 403bs, the, just their brokerage accounts, their 529s that they're saving up for their kids' education, how all of the mm-hmm. money that they are investing actually has this incredible power to shape the world around us. Yes. And I'm excited because, and I'm just going to put a plug out here for our listeners to help them understand that on April 20th at 530, you're going to be presenting that webinar. And I love it because people can get home from work or maybe they didn't go to work. They can just walk into another room of their house because they work from home, but it's at 530. And we're really going to go over that. And I have found, Sean, that as individuals begin to understand the concepts of faith-based biblical investing, then they take the changes. They make the changes in their portfolio. And I always look at our communities and I say, listen, guys, if we don't like what we're seeing in our communities or in our states or in our nations, we have to understand that is these big businesses, they are what controls the culture. And if we don't like the culture, then we have to begin to change what are the companies that are running it. And we do that by going back to the basics and saying, why don't we put our monies to line up with what we believe? And I do want to encourage, Sean, before we take a quick you know, just 30 second break. I want to encourage our listeners and those of you who are viewing via our YouTube channel. I want to encourage you. You can give our office a call at 518-433-7181. Ask for the link so that you can sign up for this upcoming webinar. And maybe you're saying, well, Crystal, I want to sit down and meet. I want to go through that list you said so I can pick and say, I want to make sure these certain things aren't in my portfolio. And these things are, I want to make sure wherever I'm investing, Not only am I positioning myself for return, but I'm also positioning myself that the companies I invest in are going to be a blessing for others. So if you're interested, give us a call at 518-433-7181 and then join us on April 20th at 530 and we can send you that link. You just need to give the office a call or we're going to make sure that we have a link on our website that you can do as well at Crystal Clear Finances. So Sean, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick 30 second break. Then we're going to be back with more crystal clear finances. Crystal Clear Finances invites you to attend the Power of Investing webinar. This free educational event will be hosted online Wednesday, April 20th at 5.30 p.m. In a world of rising inflation, increasing taxes, and global unrest, it's tempting to pull back and just hope everything's going to work out. However, hope is not a proven strategy. Having a biblically-based financial plan that addresses current and future concerns, well, that's a strategy designed to help you navigate uncertainty. Join Crystal Clear Finances for a 45-minute webinar explaining the role of an investor, as well as the responsibility and opportunity that company ownership can provide. Having a clear understanding of what you own can help bring confidence 
for every financial decision and situation. Call Crystal Clear Finances at 518-433-7181 for your link and join us online Wednesday, April 20th at 5.30 p.m. for the Power of Investing webinar. Call 518-433-7181 today. And we're back with more Crystal Clear Finances. My name is Crystal Langdon. I am excited to be here with you. Thank you for joining us like you do each and every week for the past 25 years. We appreciate you. And today I am joined by Sean Morgan from Eventide. And Sean is the gentleman who will be speaking at our upcoming webinar on April 20th at 5.30. And Sean also is involved with Eventide. And we're spending some time today to say, hey, guess what? We can make impact, practical impact, when we choose where we're going to invest our money, whether it's our 401ks, our IRAs, our Roths, whatever investment vehicle. Now, Sean, in our remaining time together, it's hard to believe we only have about 10 minutes left. I'd like to talk about the impact. You know, I just said a moment ago, we have practical impact. So can you share some stories? And I know we can't uh, on this uh, Zoom call and on the radio, we can't list specific companies or specific areas of investments. That would be done one-on-one -on -one at our office. But can you share about some impact that you've seen as a result of values-based investing? Sure. And, and there's many different levels that we can talk about this on. Uh, some of the most uh, I guess, direct levels that people think of with impact investing is on the private side. So like with private equity or venture funds where you literally say, well, I'm, I'm taking um, uh, money and giving it to a business that does not have money. And mm -hmm. because of that, then they're able to, to do something. Um, and so I, I want to uh, say like that is a, a very big impact uh, for a lot of investors. However, a lot of investors, they're invested in publicly traded stocks. Like that's what mm -hmm. their portfolios are put together from. And so understanding how, um, how the stock market impacts how companies do business uh, on a daily basis. I think that's that's critical to understand. And so um, for, for businesses and, and companies that are publicly traded, they're always responding to, think about this, like every, every quarter they're giving, they're giving calls to um, their investors, their, their analysts, the analysts that are watching them saying, well, what are you doing? How are you doing it? What are your sales goals? You know, what, what were your profits last, last quarter? And they're listening for certain cues. And you mm -hmm. can see during earnings seasons, whenever analysts hear something that they're not expecting in, in up or down, you can see stock prices react and companies, mm -hmm. uh, companies know this and they respond to it. Like, so they're wanting to do things that are operating in a certain way that analysts and investors will respond well to. Mm -hmm. And so in, in that, we can create narratives for companies to say, this is how we want you to make your profits. Um, we think that you, the, the business you have is great. You're providing a product or service that is, a, that is providing us with an essential need for our society to flourish. Mm. Things that we want to hear on those, those conference calls. Are you sustainably setting yourself up with the way that you're treating your employees? You know, are, are, you, are you a revolving door there at your company that's kind of uh, not treating your employees well? So you're always having to deal with, with issues of, of them, um, you know, revolting or them leaving and you're having to find new people to positions because that's not long-term sustainable like what we're wanting to. And so mm -hmm. we have the ability to say, we want companies to treat their employees well. 
We also have the ability to say, hey, companies, we what's your customer satisfaction rating? Are you just preying off of customers by um, kind of manipulating them and exploiting them and getting kind of one-time customers that end up being unhappy and you're having to recycle them? Or are you creating lifelong fans of your product and service that then those customers are going out and telling other people to do your business too? So we want you to treat your customers well. And like so as analysts and investors are creating these different stories of saying, uh, companies, this is how we want you to operate. You can see broad shifts in how companies now, and now it's almost becoming a thing that we're, we're concerned about whitewashing in some ways of, of yes. companies. <laughs> Companies just saying that they're doing these things and they're really not. So it actually takes even more diligence now mm-hmm. to say, well, are you really doing doing these things in, in different ways? Um, but th- that is an example of how, how the market actually has an impact broadly on how businesses operate. Saying, mm-hmm. hey, we want we want cultures that that show this. And we want uh, in we can see how more and more investors are being concerned about this. Uh, I think the most recent, uh, uh, the crisis in Ukraine has highlighted uh, uh, as a lot of investors are saying, well, what am I exposed to that has consequences, you know, worldwide? And there's not a day that goes by that uh, it's uh, that that aspect is not highlighted through this crisis of either people divesting or kind of looking deeper into their supply chains of how mm-hmm. businesses operate. So, oh, Sean, I've gotten several calls from clients saying, hey, are we invested in anything that has to do with Russia? Are we so there is that concern of it? Right. And so th- this crisis has brought in a more acute fashion that uh, this this uh, direct connection of ownership. And I think you're experiencing that where investors yes. are saying, what am I personally exposed to uh, uh, over here? And, I, and I'm concerned about that. I wanna make sure that I'm on the right side of investing in the right things that are promoting human flourishing worldwide. Correct. And if you take that concept and apply it uh, kind of everywhere, we can see the types of businesses that we want to flourish and, and not flourish. So that's broadly speaking, how that has an impact. Now, on on now before you switch, Sean, let me just pause on that. One of the things when you had talked about even making sure that your employees are not a revolving door, I just think of the impact that it has when you have a poor work environment and someone is under a lot of stress. They take that home to their family, which causes stress on the family, the marriage, the children. But if you can have a good work environment where people feel fulfilled, they feel satisfied, they feel honored and respected, they're going to take that home and duplicate that at home. So I love that to me, even though, yes, it's not a area that a lot of people think about, but having quality companies that care not just about the customer, but it's the customer, the vendors, the clients, uh, and the employees, that team there that they honor the team. I thought that was a really good point. And really what we're asking them to do, Sean, is we're looking for companies that are living by the golden rule or living by what God would say is the right way to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And what's really interesting is that there are new terms coming out to try to describe this this type of investing. Mm -hmm. And each one of those new terms, I I, I say, okay, it's great that you're coming out with the title from this. Um, but really, it's it's kind of at the heart of what, uh, like even capitalism, like where you're wanting to place your money in the highest and best use in companies that are looking to be profitable. These are actually mm-hmm. principles of like, hey, treating your employees well, that's not just like a 
hey, we want to feel good about ourselves. Like that yeah. is actually good for business. Yes. And it's good for business to treat your customers well, your suppliers well. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, it's interesting to me to try to attach a title that makes it seem like we're doing something um, out of place with the way that we invest or when really it's just, hey, this, doing is the right of, thing? this is kind of intuitive, <laughs> right? What is right is also what is smart in these instances. Exactly. Well, in our remaining 60 seconds, is there any more that you would like to add in regards to, I know I interrupted you with the, the big broad view of how we're able to, but was there anything else you wanted to add as far as impact in our closing 60 seconds? Well, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll have a couple of specific examples, uh, more specific examples in the webinar that we're doing, The Power of Investing to Change mm-hmm. the World. And we can see as we, we get uh, drilled down and say, well, this is the how it's worked in the past and how it's working right now. And so mm-hmm. you can look at, uh, and I'll, I'll do this in 15, 15 seconds, you can look at the power of investing with the explosion of the information technology sector over the past 20 years. Mm-hmm. And you can say, because of the, the starting level, of venture capital and private equity that made these companies be able to get to where they are. And now with public capital through, uh, mm-hmm. through the stock market, how they've grown even bigger. We're looking at the next 20 years and saying, what are these What are these types of companies that are going to experience this growth through investing for the next 20 years? And mm-hmm. we can see a lot of exciting things, especially in the medical fields and biotech yes. over the next like 10 to 20 years to say, man, these, these companies with the right amount of capital can do great things for us. I agree. I agree. Well, Sean, thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today and share your knowledge with our listeners. I am excited about doing the webinar or being present as you lead the webinar on April 20th at 530. Um, Just valuable what you've shared today. So thank you very much for that. And then I want to also thank all of my listeners for joining in again yet another week, faithfully listening, learning and growing so that we can understand uh, how to apply finances in a way that pleases God. So I want to invite you to join us again next week as we continue to provide financial clarity so that each one of you can have confidence for every financial decision. Thank you and God bless. This program is for educational purposes only. We understand that finances are complex. Facing them alone causes stress, resulting in wrong choices, missing out on opportunities, and having to settle for a lower standard of living. At Crystal Clear Finances, our team approach focuses on providing clarity and confidence so you can make the right financial decisions. Investment advisory and financial planning services are offered through AlphaStar Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Crystal Clear Finances and AlphaStar are separate and independent entities. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. 